The current spoiler warning level is, Butterscotch. Friends and folks, for this episode you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Butterscotch. We're talking about a machine from Mobile Suit Gundam F91, some variants from various things like Mobile Suit Variations, and then finally we have a little break, we will give you a red alert before we go into talking about a couple of variants from Gundam Build Fighters, which is of course in the future of the Great Gundam Project, we're not there yet. That's all the warnings you need, please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista NG. What is your favorite chip flavor? I'm Six Stepmar from Scanline Media. Um, oh, that's a hard question. Hi, I'm Dylan. Um, Hi, Dylan. What would it be? What What's your favorite chip flavor? I might go with dill pickle. Okay. Oh, see, like, because I like a lot of unflavored chips is my problem. I like just, like, you know, pita chips that are just, like, salted pita chips or like oh that's a good point i was i was thinking in terms of potato chips but that's or like tortilla chips that are just like raw raw tortilla chips well if we're talking you know what uh if we're talking potato chips that are flavored what was that stuff called hold on now i gotta look it up robots um let me see what were they called it was the uh zaps kettle potato chips the voodoo flavor just kind of like a Cajun flavoring, if I remember right. It was just, you know, there was like a little bit of spi- spice to it. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Pretty good. Um, uh, it says a, a blend of sweet, spicy, and uniquely Cajun flair with just the right hint of smoky barbecue sweetness. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're, they're pretty good okay, chips. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. like I, I'm not a big potato chip person, actually, because as I mentioned uh, before, I like uh, pita chips and tortilla chips, generally, if I need like a little chip to snack on, but... Um, sure, sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, we've got robots to talk about today. We do. And in fact, we've we've picked our shot. We rolled last time, uh-huh. uh, last week to, uh, you know, we were peek behind the curtain. We're changing our recording schedule. So that all happened yesterday for us. Like, but, I was like, know. oh, God, so much time has passed so quickly. I, <laughs> I can't even keep up with this anymore. I thought it was only a day. Uh, no, but um, yeah, so... But yeah, I just wanted to hit up some of the stuff that's been on the list for a long time. And so we rolled, and we got we got the oldest thing on the list. And so I was like, you know what? Let's just do the next oldest thing on the list, and then my conscience will be clean. <laughs> Let's do the F91 Gundam F91 Gundam F91 Gundam F91 Gundam F91 Gundam F91. As I, as I feel like I'm having a stroke when you're saying that. Um, yeah, the, the F91. Um, it, Gundam F91. Uh, requested by M, I believe, right? Yes, that's correct. Yep. Uh, M of Abnormal Mapping. Yes. Yep. Um. Actually, I'm curious. I bet I can find out, because um, you can search, you know, Discord has some decent search functionality. Di- Other so. than when it's auto-correcting things, I get so mad about that. Um. I'm going to see how long ago. Like, when you're a Gundam fan and you're typing in a thing that's close to a real word, but not quite the real word... 
an annoying thing is the search will just correct it to whatever the real word is without asking whether you want to correct it or not. You can't bypass that even with like, you know, putting quotation marks around it, and it makes me annoyed. <laughs> uh, okay. The uh, request for the F ninety one was put in by M on September eighteenth, twenty twenty one. Okay, that's not as far back as I thought. I guess we didn't start doing requests until already, like we were like a year in, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a year. It's been a year and four months. Yeah, a year and a quarter. Yep, and this is a pretty big one. Actually, it's kind of small. Uh, and smaller <laughs> than most mobile suits. <laughs> um, and we've already talked about what what this came from the F ninety Gundam F ninety. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, the F-91 Gundam F-91, this is a mobile suit from the movie Mobile Suit Gundam F-91, which came out in 1991. Uh, it is piloted by Seabook Arno. Uh, this is uh, made by... Uh, okay, just making sure. Yes, SNRI. Good. I was about to say, it's SNRI, right? And I'm like, wait, no. no. Couldn't remember, but yeah. SNRI. No, those are the antidepressants. Shush you. Uh, yeah, so created uh, by SNRI. Um which some people interpret to be a joke about how Sunrise bought Bandai and, you know, SNRI. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, it's a miniature... Oh, that's my alarm for the... That was my alarm for this show, but I accidentally had it in snooze mode. Uh, I'm sorry, everyone. All right. My phone is otherwise in silent mode. I just, I think I accidentally hit snooze earlier uh, instead of turning yeah. it off. Anyway, um it's been eight minutes since then so uh yeah so or nine minutes um yeah this is a small mobile suit uh it is the main mobile suit of the show uh, uh using a bunch uh it is a prototype and it has a bunch of cool features and this is like an actual cool version of that as opposed to something like 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 I, I just, it's funny, because sometimes when I think of the prototypes with all the cool new features, I think of the Mark II, and then I remember we talked about it, and it's like, oh wait, the Mark II's actually not all that great, though, like, on its own. Uh, I'd say the F-91 holds its own, um, compared to something like that, even though it mostly is just, like, it doesn't have, like, any super weapons or anything, it's just, like, a bunch of technology of its era all at once, and then some weird systems, but we'll talk about those. Uh-huh. Uh... This is a Gundam that also, like, depending on who you ask, uh, is the Gundam that ruined Okawara. And what I mean by that is specifically, like, ever some people feel that ever since F-91, that uh, Okawara cannot escape the gravity of designing, like, the F-91. And so when he tries to design for, like, AUs and whatnot, he always seems to be using the F-91 as a base. I don't know if I agree with that, personally. Um, but the Can you provide some examples? Uh... Like, I've seen it leveled against, like, the Seed Gundams and stuff. Um, I just don't see it. Uh, no, I don't. That's I mean, the thing. No. It's just the complaint I've seen leveled about how ever since the F-91, he hasn't been able to do any original Gundams ever since then. Um, I mean, like, and I guess is I this guess... a criticism? Is this a criticism stemming from the fact that G and then Wing and then X are all the same? They're, like, all of those Gundams look the same, and then suddenly he learned how to draw something different? <laughs> Well, because you have the F-91 itself, and then you have... I think the problem is, yeah, I, I think it maybe comes from the fact that uh, G-Wing X and then even Seed 
all kind of have a same gum like you know similar gundam styling going on and those all came out right at or like not right after but you know all those came out after f91 so f91 is like sometimes the hard cutoff point for people that like get into this with okawara just something i I guess minor thing to comment on but you know i guess i would say i feel like he has like phases right like yeah Oh, it's yeah. like it's like there are periods where it's like oh this is the kind of design Okawara's into and then you see it switch and he's on onto a new design that he's drawing everywhere but that's how he is. Yeah. Well like like the F91 for instance comes out in 1991. Uh I think that this shows a lot of signs of his like late 80s early 90s mecha. Uh you know, and we'll talk about those signs on the mobile suit but like, you know, he I think he does go through yeah, distinct design phases. I feel like I, I see why it's so easy for uh, XG and Wing to get lumped together. To be fair, we've even talked about that on this show. But, oh, yeah. I mean, that's also a three-year period of three shows that he's making all at once. Um, and, you know, we've talked about how Seed is, like, a weird one because Seed... Seed is a weird one because of him working in the DigiPaint era. And I just think that they were bad at adapting his art into Sete. Because when we see his... Like, we've, we've looked at the Seed F... Uh, seed msv stuff and we've been like damn this looks good when it's in like you know watercolor and like looks like it was drawn by someone and not just like done in ms paint with a paint dropper tool um you know in terms of like the sete art and all that so i Uh i just don't hold that entirely against okawara um anyway the f91 uh this is a gundam that when we look at it uh first starting with the head uh, we've got, I would say, probably, uh, it's an interesting Gundam head. It is, it is in some ways very classical, and in some ways, like, trying to look more futuristic, right? Because, like, if we think uh. about the main Gundams that had come out since first Gundam, right? So you have the RX-78, and that's Okawara. Um, but then, like, all the later Gundams, um, they start being by different people, you know? Like, uh, the, the, you've got... The, the Mark II is mostly Okawara, right? So that uh-huh. one... And that still has sort of a similar head to the Gundam. Uh, but then, like, the Zeta, that's... I believe that's mostly Kazumi Fujita. I think Okawara did the Zeta's transformation, but I think Kazumi Fujita did most of the styling on it. Um, and then, like, you know, you've got the double Zeta, which is not Okawara. You've got the new Gundam, which is not Okawara. So you have a bunch of Gundams all in that, like, Oh, and uh, also, well, no, wait, Victory would be right after this, right? What? Yeah, Victory's after F91, yeah, yeah duh. Right, but um, but you do also have the stretch of, I mean, we just mentioned it, right? You know, the G Gundam, the Gundam X, mm-hmm. the Wing Gundam, those are Okawara. Yeah, well, what I wanted to say, though, is specifically, this head, though, is interesting to me because it is both futuristic and classic for a UC head, I think, right? specifically the things that i think are futuristic on it like when i say futuristic are just the design elements of like the forehead jewel is more circular right you've got like a white housing for it that is like in the shape of your standard like more angular one but it's got this red inset jewel um and like it's got a double v fin you know which is more common at this period in time um it's got like it's got an interesting like mohawk camera because the mohawk camera kind of hangs off the back of the head um, like when you see it from the side and whatnot. Um, uh-huh. and it's got a very rounded head overall, like the shapes going on. It's not very angular. It just feels like it's trying to be sleek, I guess, is maybe the best way I could put that. Um, it's got like slightly lower Vulcans than we usually get. The Vulcans are, they're a little below eye level. 
like where the eyes are on the mobile suit, uh, on, on the sides of the head there. And they also have very, they have orange barrels specifically, not yellow, but orange, which, um, makes them mm-hmm. stick out quite a bit on the head. Um, and then like the face though, the thing is, it's a pretty normal Gundam face though, the actual face. Yeah. Well, the, the weirdest, I mean, so, uh, mm-hmm. I don't feel like, I don't know, maybe this is just me not paying enough attention. How often do we get to see, like, the production art where they remove the faceplate? Because uh... if you look down at the gallery down here, you can see, like, the uh, Mobile Suit Illustrated, like, collection of line art and stuff that's the reference guide for this thing. And yeah. you can see the Gundam Sans faceplate with its fucking nose. It just has a nose. Yeah. I mean, well, because it does do that in the movie. Yeah, that's right. I still haven't seen that movie, huh? Uh, what? We've talked about this numerous right, times on here. Right, I always forget, here. though. Uh, right, it does do this in I... the movie. This is actually a function of it. Why? Uh, when it's doing its heat stuff, when it's doing its heat ventilating, one of the things it can do is open up the face also. It looks alarming. Yeah, it is alarming. It does it. It o- also is the most... It, it is only probably does it the at... most samurai a, a Gundam face has ever looked. Yeah, it does it at the very end of the movie. Um, yeah. It's just for heat venting, um, along with a lot of other elements of this design. Uh, yeah, it's really funny, especially like when you see it from the side and whatnot. It does have just like a nose and stuff. It it, it just outright has a nose. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's fun in that it's just so fucking weird. But like, it, it's kind of nightmarish, especially like I said, that side view is actually really creepy. I've never really looked at that line art there. <laughs> I don't like oh yeah, it. the directly side, the directly side, yeah, the direct on, side on just, one, <laughs> where it's just like it's got like a cartoonish, like honest Abe chin. Oh, this is unpleasant. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Is like this Gundam though, when when the face is not open though, that's just a standard Gundam face. It doesn't have anything like special about it. It's just the two vents and it's a red chin and stuff. It doesn't have anything else going on with it really, which is I think kind of interesting. Yeah, if there's anything interesting, I do think it is that the face, like, it has a lot of helmet to face for a Gundam. Um, which, that also, it has, yeah, it, I was gonna mention, it has two layers of helmet that you can see distinctly around the face. Like, you've got the outer helmet, then you've got, like, a layer of, uh, armor plates around the, you know, face, one more layer. Uh, and then you have the actual face plate itself and, like, the eyes and everything. Um, just kind of an interesting setup there. Um... The torso is probably one of my favorite parts of this design, just because it's such a different torso. Um, so, you know, the head is inset, like, in a little collar area. It's got white armor around the collar. But then the rest of the torso, you've got, like, the upper torso is all blue, and it's got this really smooth shape to it. Um, like, the top of it is very rounded. Uh, the only real, like, detail on the t- upper half of it is you have these two uh, machine cannons uh, in the chest that are visible. Um, same thing with, like, having the orange, uh, the orange color, like, the darker orange rather than the yellow for the Vulcans there, or the machine cannons, I should say, in the chest. Um, but yeah, like, and it's really neat. You can see also the rails for this thing's backpack, because this thing, another one of those mobile suits where it doesn't really have a backpack that is actually, uh, a separate backpack. It is all part of the torso, you know. It's got, in the back Uh middle of it, a bunch of these, uh, like, thrusters that have, like, these little fins in between, and then it has the Vespers. And uh, those are two beam cannons that are on the backpack. And you can see, though, those the rail for the Vesper goes all the way under the blue part there. 
Uh, also on the blue armor, last little detail, you can see, even though it doesn't really have, like, big vents, it does have, like, two little, like, openings on the side that, you know, are kind of like where your Gundam vents would be. Uh-huh. But then, of course, the middle of the chest, you have a whole row of, like, these gray venting, uh, It's parts. just a huge radiator. Yeah, it just looks like a big radiator. Um, uh, you, you have- can see looking at this design, why some people perhaps got confused about the F-91 Gundam, a.k.a. the Formula 91 Gundam, perhaps being a racing machine. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, it's got just a, a huge grill of a, of a chest. It's got a little bit of white armor around the chest. That's I like the way the white armor around like the radiator part on the front is kind of like how to word it like floating there basically like yeah 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 like just kind of hanging off rather than being like bolted on which i think looks really neat um it's just a really it's a good looking chest that's the thing uh it's just and it, it's so different for like a, a mobile suit because mobile suits it, again we've talked about on the show even like when i just brought up like oh the idea of a backpack being a different part that's kind of like a later invention where you have standardized mobile suit bodies but that's not really like what they're always thinking of the mobile suits, you know? It just happened to work out that way. And the F91 is just bucks those design trends. Mm-hmm. It's also just a factor of what older designs got popular, right? I mean, you think about things like, you know, the RX 782 or the Zaku 2, and they do have very clear backpacks. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh,. Yeah, just this really cool radiator chest throughout for most of the detail of the chest there. Um, for the shoulders, you have these really large shoulders. Um, like, they're not, like, overly elaborate or anything, like the pauldrons themselves. Um, but, you know, you have just this uh, very... It, it, the, the armor goes out far, right, uh, for the pauldrons here. Uh-huh. You do have, like, a little cut on the top with, like, a little separate armor piece, like, that's kind of inlaid in there. But otherwise pretty standard it's just a long shoulder armor that has a thruster on the front and back and then a thruster on the top like the outer middle part um the main thing of note here is you have three fins that extend out of the shoulder there those are the uh heat like those are more radiators um Mm -hmm. because this thing needs to vent heat very quickly um and the positioning of them and the art of them almost like evokes feathers in a way mm -hmm. i would say yeah uh another common thing with this is Unlike a lot of other mobile suits, this is one where its decals are almost always there. Like, it weirds me out that the Gundam Wiki art there is the one without the F-91 on the shoulder, because that's in the movie, right? It Right. F-91 is always there. Um, it, it does always have those on the shoulders. Um, for the arms? Now, I could see where people would look at this arm and go, oh, this feels like Okawara, because we've talked about this. It's the bicep armor, but you've got, like, the little bump at the top. Uh, and that's actually really common in his 90s and his seed designs, doing the uh, upper arm armor like that. Uh, just sure. simple bicep armor, and then you've got like this little bump uh, where the shoulder is. Um, simple joints, though, just, you know, your usual double joint for the arms. Uh, the forearms look to be quite big. Um, that's because they house the uh, beam shields in them, or should say... The one arm has the beam shield, I should say. Uh, the other arm is just kind of chunky. You know, you could say that this is very, like, Okawara, um, and I could certainly see that, but this whole design also, like, feels like it has the creeping influence of, of Junya Ishigaki in it to me. Yeah. 
Um, or hell, even Izabuchi, because you, you know, I feel like this, sure, sure. I feel like this, like, even the pose it has, right? It feels very much like the new Gundam in, like, that pose there. That's not, like, yeah. your usual, I mean, I, you have some Okawara poses that are front-on like that, but, um, I don't know, I'm used to him, like, it feels like the camera is usually lower on his, I guess, is how I would put it. The camera, the camera is lower, and usually it's, like, arms locked to the side, and head is locked to the way the torso is facing. Yeah, whereas here, it's, like, it's looking at the camera, uh, with the head and an angle, compared to the rest Uh of the body. Um, so yeah, the left arm, though, you have, like, a, both arms are kind of, like, beefy armor, but the left arm has a bit more, uh, specifically, it has a bit of a, a wrist guard, like, going over, kind of, the hand, um... And then also the housing for the beam shield. Yeah, wrist guard, I guess, perhaps, so that you don't accidentally move your hand in such a way that you hit the beam shield? Uh, possibly, yeah. That would actually make sense, um, given the beam shield's design. The beam shield does pop out a little, um, but, right, you right. know. Uh, then, for the skirts, uh, you've got pretty standard Gundam skirts going on here. Uh, central crotch piece has a red piece on top, a little vent section on the bottom of the crotch. Uh, two front skirts, you've got kind of, this is where I feel like this is very 90s Okawara is when you hit this lower half of the body or even the beam shield with yeah. the triangle there. He has all these triangular things all over it. You've got triangular, th- uh, like little vents slash thrusters on the skirt right there. Um, they also, there's an extra set of them on the bottom too, again, colored in like that darker orange. You've got like three little cuts in the top of the skirt armor also. Uh, these side skirts, uh, are massive and have uh, extra beam shields stored in them. Um, oh, they do. I was going to say, like, it looks like maybe they can... The funniest yeah. thing uh, about them, though, is that... So, they look like they look like they have the design of the beam shield, right? Because they have the yeah. triangle and everything, and they have that shape. But they're clearly too big, and it's because it opens up, and there's just another thing shaped like that underneath. <laughs> which is really funny, that these are just big pockets. But, like, the outside even looks like, you know, the beam shield does. Uh, which I just think is kind of funny. Um, I... I... Why? Um, in case it gets damaged, because if it gets shot in the middle, it might get damaged, so you can replace it. Can you think of any other examples of a mobile suit carrying, like, not, like, having equipped, but having backup shields? Nope, generally not. Uh, this feels like, especially with this being the first show with beam shields, I will say this actually feels kind of forward-thinking, right? Like, oh, it's just a portable emitter thing that you have to equip into your wrist, so... If that gets damaged, then you might need... What if you need another shield? So, it just has another shield there. Um, I guess that's fair. I think of them as being really expensive pieces of machinery. Um, see, here's the thing, though. Uh, the beam shields, I... The way they're kind of explained, though, right, is just being basically wide beam sabers. It it really doesn't feel like, in reality, it would be all that expensive, right? Like... I guess not. Because it's just... In UC specifically, it's just doing what a beam saber does, uh, but larger and flatter around it. I mean, but it took them until, you know, like this and, and, and victory that they were able to pull it off, which make, which had me assuming, you know, not not based on anything there anyone said, There are 30 guess, years, but though, that right? it takes. Yeah, but it, it just makes me assume that there is some more advanced tech involved than a beam saber. Well, I what I always imagined is it's more taxing on the mobile suit, but that's kind of the thing with the F-91 is because oh, it's miniaturized, sure. it can generate a lot more energy. So I think that the shield itself, at least this is headcanon, obviously, there's not really a lot of detail on this. 
I would assume that the shield mechanism itself on the arm there is not actually like a charged up thing or anything. It's just a bunch of emitters. The thing that is sure. taxing on the mobile suit is that you have to have that active and it's basically like having a large amount of beam sabers active and flat. Uh, but by F-91, one of the things is they make like this really good uh, Minovsky reactor. Not only is it better than the old ones, but it's also smaller. Um, and that's why the mobile suits also get tinier. Um, so my, my imagining was that, like, uh, if you wanted a beam shield, you would need something like this. Um. Makes sense. But, yeah. Uh, as you move down, though, or, uh, I should say, the back skirt, it's just a singular plate. Uh, two thrusters on the bottom and one thruster in the middle. Um, but just, you know, big single plate. Um, the thighs, uh, also very futuristic looking. They kind of match the, uh, upper arms where they have the rounded design with the panel line down the middle. Uh, and they have, like, a little bump on the, uh, outer part of the leg on either side. Um, for the knees, uh, you've got big triangles on the knees armor there, uh, upside down triangles. Uh, again, they, these are the things that make me feel like this feels like a very 90s Okawara thing, is, like, all these triangles and, like, the little colorful details. Uh, obviously um. not as much as his MMSV designs, but this is being designed for animation, so different considerations there. Um... The knees themselves also have a bunch of, like, little radiators on them. Is all I can think of for the gray things now. Because you've got right. just these two big open sections uh, on the uh, knee there. Um, the knee armor, though, the leg armor in general, though, pretty simple as well. Like, it's got, like, a... Once you hit below the knee armor, like, the big plate there, it just has, like, a panel line going down the little bit of leg that's left. The back of the leg, you do have an, a really cool arrangement of... Um, there are thrusters in the leg here. Uh, mm -hmm. there's actually, like, a, a row of three of them, and they are all, they all have, like, little, um, armor plates over them, so they lay flush with the leg, but then they pop open, and I think these things are really cool. Like, um, you know, you can see them popped open here from the back. I, I think these are incredibly cool. Uh, it's just a cool mechanism. Uh, and then, um, for the, for the rest of the leg, for the feet, you've got pretty big ankle armor. It covers the whole foot... You know, it covers the front, the back, everything. And it does have little thrusters on the sides of it, on the bottom. Yeah, unusual, but... Mm -hmm. And then clever. you've got really big feet, actually, I feel like, for an Okawara design. They're, like, kind of tall, and they're rounded on the top. They, they feel very shoe-like, <laughs> in a way that, like... You know, like, a lot of Okawara designs, you tend to have, like, the feet that are more flat on top. Like, more, they're more mm -hmm. rectangular. These are very rounded. Um, again, kind of adding to the futurism of the suit. Also, lots of little nice gray details on the right part of the foot on the bottom, like on the toe area, on the sides of the uh, front of the foot, and then on the back uh, heel, you have like two little ticks also. Uh, just kind of neat having all the visible parts there. Um, and we already talked about the backpack, but basically the backpack's just like this cool arrangement of thrusters down the middle uh, that all have like these little fins, presumably to, like, presumably it doesn't alter where the thrusters are pointing, rather it would just kind of like use these fins to kind of alter the, uh, the, the blast back a bit mm -hmm. uh, for more directions like that. Um, this machine's fucking cool, right? <laughs> like, um, it's pretty good. It's yeah. a, I think it's a pretty good Gundam. Like, it's... You know, it's a simple movie design, but it's it's just a good one. Uh, it's hard to beat. Um, for its weapons, we've got a... It's got the Vulcans we talked about on the head. Uh, it's got the Mega Machine Cannons, right? They're Mega Machine Cannons on the chest. Uh, they are stronger than the Vulcans, and they do damage mobile suits in combat. Uh, 
Also, I feel like the chest is actually a pretty good place to have, like, if you're having an anti-mobile suit version of a Vulcan. Just because, you know, you can probably fit larger caliber guns in the chest, but without having to scale them up too much. Um, and then, uh, then you've got... The beam sabers, uh, these are in the, uh, the, so we talked about the one side has the extra beam shield. The other side has, uh, two beam sabers. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Which, let me see if I can find a picture of those, like, open. That's the only thing, is finding all the, uh, pictures of everything that this thing does is a little harder. You can see it in the, uh, the first picture on the gallery on the wiki has, uh, oh, there's a, oh, and there's a good gunplay shot of it. Oh, that looks cool. Yeah. Um, I do like the way they pop out like that, how, like, it's like, a, it has, like, a little arm, basically, so it can pull out a bit more. Um, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, and then you've got, um, the beam rifle. It's just a pretty standard beam rifle. It doesn't really do anything too crazy. It does say it's oh, optimized actually, for a 15, is... oh, sorry. This is an interesting uh, difference, actually, from the uh, from the production art, um, because if you look at the production art of the beam saber rack, it's fully enclosed. It's like, fully enclosed, th- rather than yeah. I imagine that's probably more difficult to do on the real life model. So it would also be harder to take it out of there. Yeah, that's also <laughs> true. You need it, you, it like it, like I guess in Gundam they could just say, oh, it just kind of pops them out like there's a hydraulic thing that pops them out. A sure, little. sure, but, but that's just feels unnecessary. It's just, mm-hmm. it, you know. Whatever. Um, the beam rifle, though, uh, it's a neat beam rifle design, because mainly because it's one of those beam rifles that, instead of being all gray, has, like, white armor on it, and it does have, like, a bunch of little, like, vents and such on it, which is neat. Um, it's mm-hmm. still, I mean, it's a beam rifle. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, then you have the Vespers, or the Variable Speed Beam Rifles, which are the two large beam rifles that are located on its backpack, uh, as mentioned earlier. They uh, are able to flip forward. They are on these uh, tracks, uh, and they have like little handles that pull down. They split open in a really cool way. Um, they also actually have a secondary handle that can pop down, too, in case it like wants to, like I guess, use two hands on one, on one um, Vesper. Because you can see it has the actual trigger mechanism, but then there's a secondary handle that can pop down, uh, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, the, the Vespers are neat. They are, so we've kind of gone over them, I think, on other mobile suits that use these, but the idea is it is a beam rifle that is able to adjust its output and its output speed specifically. Um, so they never really use this in animation in a crazy way. Like they're never like, ah, time to adjust the Vesper or whatever. But the idea is it can either fire, like, larger, slower rounds that are, like, a big charge of energy, uh, like a big blob of energy that would, you know, be able to damage things like ships and whatnot pretty well. Or it can actually, um, like, narrow the beam extremely in order to, like, try to pierce something. Like, uh, in the movie, I do think we see it piercing beam shields several times when it uses these on the um, crossbone vanguard Mm -hmm. suits. Because, like, beam shields themselves generally can block beam rifles and you know because they are doing the beam saber thing they also just destroy physical matter that comes into contact with them uh so what if we just made a beam that uh before it could like fill like refill its uh little eye field zone of uh blocking there um and and the beam itself before it can refill that what if it just blasted through and you know shot the mobile suit which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think the VSBR is cool. Uh, these are really cool weapons. Uh, you can see a lot of times there are a lot of suits that like to use these. Um, actually, funnily enough, 
You know what? Uh, GGP friendly to still say this now as of this episode, but the Savior Gundam uh, very much is what if the F-91 could transform, and that's also an Okawara design. Um, I, I feel like the Savior Gundam, though, is uh, is Okawara revisiting the uh, F-91 very specifically. Um, be, just because, again, it has two beam cannons that are on the back that are able to pop under it. Like, it's hard to not draw that comparison, you know? Sure, sure. Um, but, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it, These are neat, though. It also has a beam launcher, uh, just a big beam bazooka, basically. Uh, I like the design of this thing a lot. Uh, so it's, again, like all the weapons, it has a lot of the white armor over it. Um, the barrel has, like, this cool split end with, like, two, like, uh, little... Uh, like guide rails. Guide rails, basically, yeah. Um, which is pretty neat. Um, and then the back of it, you just have a big blast back uh, thing, probably for when it's venting heat. Because that's the thing about the F-91 is it's doing all this experimental stuff and it generates a lot of heat is its main issue. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it does also have a giant uh, E-pack for this uh, beam launcher, which is fun on the very back of it. Um, it looks really good. Yeah. Uh, cool beam launcher. And I mean, you know, this is a predecessor to things like an F-91, the gun easies like, you know, beam launcher, beam bazooka, um, mm-hmm. which is also really cool. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. Uh, for that other than that though you we mentioned the beam shield beam shield to beam shield right it generates a big flat plane of uh you know beam energy that is basically a big flat beam saber um you can turn off and on the multiple sections like it has like the six distinct sections uh, mm-hmm. and um not only that but because it's basically a beam saber it can also be used as a weapon because you can why not you can just cut with it, yeah. Um, they um. Oh, it does oh, mention. You, okay. It does mention that it can power the shield even when not connected to the mobile suit. In- interesting. Okay. The spare uh, one can well, be used as a throwing weapon. That's very funny. Yeah, it says it's because it has an internal condenser. So I assume that basically it does still need the suit for power. It's just to temporarily store power. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Basically, like a battery. Yeah. Um. I mean, I yeah, except for like. I think the difference you'd have there between a condenser and a battery, at least in this sense, is I would assume, like, it's not gonna, it'll last maybe a minute or two disconnected, yeah. you know? Not, yeah, because the one hours. time we see him do that, he pops it out and throws it, basically, just as, like, a weird throwing weapon. Um, he does do that. Uh, what were you gonna say, though, before that? Oh, that was basically oh, what I was gonna say. Oh, that was it, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I do love, uh, I do love when he gets weaponized, though, it's just cool. Uh, I, I, I mean, it is just a big flat beam saber, so there's no reason not to weaponize it. Um, uh, yeah. Um, and at one point it equips, it, it steals a Danangay's rifle. I don't know if this was even in the, uh, this may have been in the anime, can't remember, but doesn't really matter. It stole a rifle from a different mobile suit. Um, yeah. it does have, now these are all the weird things that it has, uh, that, there's a lot of them. <laughs> um, the biocomputer. A new kind of man-machine interface. Uh, this is basically like a SACOMU system, but it doesn't place as much strain on the pilot. Um, and well, uh, see, it's designed like a it's a design similar to a human brain, so it can uh, it emulates basically human thoughts and feelings, and also it progresses through the you know various stages that a person can be. You know, uh, daughter. Wait a minute, lover. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, <laughs> But yeah, 
uh, this is just it's just it's a psychomu system with a fancy new uh, name, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it apparently has a biosensor from the Zeta Gundam, which is also something that was kind of a, a thing that was invented on the Zeta, also. So it's really funny that they say that it has it because my brain just goes, "This did not." Camille never went. Ah, I am designing the biosensor. This is just like a weird explanation for how he is able to funnel like. The, the ghost parade and for whatever yep. reason the f91 also has this yep. yep uh it also has psycho frame around the cockpit i don't remember if that's mentioned in the uh in the movie either if i'm being honest but just the, the f91 has everything um does have the heat radiation fins those are in the shoulder armor uh when these are fully deployed they spread apart and start glowing the implication being the glowing is you know the heat being vented out um, and then it has multiple construction armor. So it basically has a bunch of, the functions of its electronics are incorporated into the different armor layers, making more efficient use of its limited space. However, what it is able to do is, and this is kind of an accident, when it needs to ex uh, get rid of excess heat, it can dissipate these by shedding the armor off. Which I imagine would start to damage the mobile suit after a long enough time. Yeah, you would imagine. Uh, it, really funny though, unintended side effect, this leaves after images that have mass. Because it's leaving behind basically like the shape of itself because it peels off the outer layer of armor like while it's moving. Uh, uh -huh. This is why in video games and whatnot, like when the F91 is doing the meep thing, uh, you'll see like the, you know, after images. Uh, and usually those will make it so it can dodge things better because it can't be shot as easily because it's leaving behind after images that the computer says, oh, that's another mobile suit. Oh, that's another mobile suit every time it does it. Uh -huh. uh, it also has a learning computer. Why not? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, sorry. It only had the learning computer until the bio computer was done. Okay, whatever. Uh, right. Anyway. Yeah, so the F91, uh, this is... A machine, though, that when we see it used, it is definitely, like, a really cool advanced mobile suit of its era. It has a lot of features. It has a lot of weapons. Um, it, it's just a good design, too. You know, it's striking, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, I, I just, I think it sticks out in the movie as being a really cool design. Um, it does a lot of fancy tricks that uh, Tamino will then use on mobile suits later on like in turn A and whatnot, of like, oh, the hands can spin, so we're going to put the beam sabers in the hands and make them spin really fast. Um, you know, start, I think the F-91's the first time he really, like, did that in Gundam, and then, uh, like I said, continues on in other suits, uh, in other shows that he worked on, like, I think in Victory they even do that. Um, but yeah, loves the spinny hands. Mm -hmm. Um, now... Before we talk about... Well, you know what? Fuck it. We'll talk about... There's a mass production version of this suit. <laughs> uh, because that actually happens in um, in Crossbone Gundam. Uh, the ones that we see are both, I believe, piloted by Harrison Modden. Uh, he has two different color schemes for it. It's basically... The first one is just a Mark II, right? It is in, like, yeah. all blue instead of white for the armor. And then you replace... Uh, some of the other armor colors, like you have uh, uh, some yellow added onto the chest, you have some yellow added onto the shoulders, uh, and then you have some yellow added onto the feet. Like, instead of red, it's yellow there. Though the face is still red, and then uh, the crotch piece is red, and then you have a white V-fin. 
Um, so it's a it's definitely a more like lighter like purpley blue than the Mark II. Yeah. Um, and then you have his later uh, version, which I actually like this one quite a bit because uh, mm. his second F ninety one. It's still the dark blue. I don't know why there's such an inconsistency in the line art. It's supposed to still be the same blue. Uh, but also, it has yellow lining the uh, upper torso still. It's got... It doesn't have, like, the yellow on the shoulders as much. Uh, but it has white for or white upper arms and some white forearm parts, like, at the base of the forearm where the joint is connected. And then it also has white thighs and white calves. And I think that this is a much more striking look. I like this combination of colors. This color scheme looks like a hybrid, like, Mark II and New, and I think um, it looks great. It also has some yellow pinstripes on the legs, on the sides of the legs, and then, like, uh, on the knees, which is really neat. And then on the sides of the uh, uh, the front skirts. Um, yeah, a... and pin, pinstripes isn't inaccurate, but just for, for anyone who's not looking at this, it's kind of, like, used, like, almost similar to panel lining. It's, like, along edges. Yeah, it's really nice looking. Um, yeah, it's really cool. So That's the, that's the Jupiter Battle specification. Yep, and the F-91 mass production type removes some of the special features because it's supposed to be a mass production type. But you may have noticed, it doesn't have its own article on the wiki like most mass production types. That's because they don't really do enough to distinguish it. It's just, this other cool guy in our in our manga has an F-91. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's in blue. Um, so, you know. Uh... Want to talk about some variants? Uh, well, before we talk about variants, uh, I think we want to talk about... You know, we've been doing this where we'll talk about, like, some of the earlier versions of the design, but there oh, sure. are some earlier designs to talk about. Um, so an interesting thing with, like, these early concepts is, to me, like, so these are all going to be from the wiki, mainly because these will be easiest for people to find. Uh, sh- sorry, this is just, um, in the middle of the wiki, there's a, uh, clo- a torso close-up by Okawara. And just this guy's such a fucking good artist. Holy shit! Look at that. It's, it's pretty cool art. I love when he that's a gets stunning to do. piece of art. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rough design though, it's kind of interesting there on the left there because I would say that that rough design kind of reminds me of like, um, like the some of the ones from the F ninety series, right? Like, I sure. mean, you can see how that would probably why that would make sense for it. Um, but you know, just like it, it's just. It's got the shapes of, like, an F-90 era mobile suit going on. It's much more... The first rough draft looks much more like a, the original Gundam. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's still got, like, the asymmetrical arms uh, with some kind of shield mechanism on the left arm, though I can't tell. I, I wonder if that's just, like, the beam shield, but it flips open, and it's just, like, along the whole arm, that whole area. Because mm. it looks like there's, like, a latch, and that, that outer armor would flip forward, but I... You know, we don't have but more it also armor. has the yellow triangle, so you know it does something. <laughs> yep. Also, it has a yellow triangle over the torso. It still has a Gundam-style torso, but it does feel like Okawara is trying to look futuristic with it, right? It's got these mm-hmm. hexagonal uh, chest vents and, like, a bunch of, like, layers of... It's got, like, extra layers of sectioned armor on the sides there and stuff. It's really interesting, actually, to see this kind of take on it. Um, the head is very much just like a Gundam head, though. And uh, it's, you know, got two beam sabers on the backpack. Um, Mm -hmm. then the second rough design is really interesting to me because it does, so it's got the radiator shoulders now and it's got some extra thrusters on the shoulder. You can see it's got the beam shield there. I like how it's got like that outline of the beam shield as well. Uh, the chest is basically like the final chest and the head's very similar to the final head, a little bit bigger of a forehead jewel, but you know, you've got the double V fin and all that. Um, the, the thing that's interesting to me is if you look at the backpack of this though, it has a bunch of fins on it. 
that actually remind me of the um uh what is it uh it's the one of the later crossbone vanguard suits um which there's not that many in the movie but um I'm trying to remember which one it is uh is it the burgagiros that has those let me see no yes yes it is okay like uh if you look at the burgagiros's backpack it's got these like bunch of like little nozzles that are like you right, know all pointed right. like that the f91 has those here <laughs> but they're for, for the f91s they're funnels oh are those funnels look at the next picture oh they uh i guess yeah they sure are huh oh but they are on the vespers which is interesting too yeah they're attached they're attached to the bottom of the vespers but they detach and fly off and one can only assume at that point that they are yeah yep, they are funnels they're they they based on they the are... news funnels <laughs> Yeah, they are fins and they are funnels, but they don't seem to be fin funnels, or I guess, you know, basically what I'm saying is we see no implication that they can do, like, the barrier and stuff. Yeah, okay, so that's really cool. I hadn't noticed that. Another weird thing is, if you look at the crotch piece, it has, like, a, like weird gilding around, like, the top of it, um, or, like, mm -hmm. some kind of, like, vents or something. It just has a lot of detail on the second design. It, you definitely get the feeling that after that first design, they were like, this is really good, but it looks too classic Gundam. We need you to make something more detailed. And he kind of went ham. And then they had him tone this one down a bit, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, which, you know, common but, thing for our, our artists, but yeah. But it is really cool to see, like, this second design, obviously plenty of changes get made, even other ones we haven't mentioned, like they're, the side skirts here have like concealed verniers and those get changed up. But it's like, he clearly got very close with the second attempt. Yeah. We actually have even more early designs all on this page, too. Uh, lots of just... Lots of art concepts going all over the place. Um, including oh, concepts wow. of the early face there, though, that I think are really interesting. Um, so, uh, there's there are versions of the Gundam here that have a core fighter. Uh, the upper left one. That would actually maybe explain why... If you look at the upper left one, that's like the one from the first draft. That might explain mm -hmm. why it looks so much like the first Gundam, though, is if you look at it, it, it I guess it's supposed to have a core fighter, because that's what that is up there, yeah. attached to the a backpack. A core fighter who's like, yeah, the engine block and everything is just the Gundam's backpack with beam sabers and all. It's pretty cool, um, actually. I do like this design, now that I see it in color. Um, it also looks like it would kind of be a little uh, Double Zeta style, because the way those, um, those beam saber handles look, they clearly could also fire as yeah. beam guns. Um. I also really like, wow. Um, in the middle of so the So we page. see a couple. Well, yeah. I was going to say all the way, like, top, but just below the core fighter, all the way on the left, uh -huh. we get to see a slightly different take on that first design with color and everything. And it's this, like, almost all white with just very scant, like, spots where the tricolor shows up. And it looks really striking. Mm -hmm. I also really like the camera he added to the chest top middle there. Uh, feels mm -hmm. very much like the um, like the GPO-3 or something from uh, 0083. Uh, just sure. interesting to add that there. It's cool. Um, so the GPO-3, I'm thinking, the, the Gabura Tetra I know has one also. Either way. Um, in the middle of the page, I really also like that early head, actually. The one that's, like, almost Zeta-looking with, like, the line down the middle. I kind of dig... I kind of am sad they didn't go with this head. Uh, this specific one. Because, uh, one, it opens up into a different face that looks even more face-like. And I actually think mm -hmm. that leaning into it even being more face-like, I like a bit more. I mean, this is always the problem with rough drafts, right? It's really easy to look at them, and because they are different, you go, oh shit, this is really cool. Um, mm -hmm. Who knows if I had had that feelings if this was the main head. But I do think, I like the way that the main head looks when it's closed there, I will say still. 
Uh, there's a much pointier design. I like that the knees kind of evoke the torso as well. Because if you look mm-hmm. like the radiators on the knees have the little armor surrounding them the same way as the torso. Um, yeah. Yeah. It almost, and it, and it makes them look like weird, like alien heads or robot heads. Um, and um, the bottom left, that's the one that's pretty much close to the final one. The only difference is the uh, little, the shoulder uh, heat fins. They have this like upward turn on them, but otherwise pretty mm-hmm. similar to the final one. Uh, also some extra vents on the feet. It looks like. Um, yeah, and then bottom bottom right, you see similar, but you get a different style of V-Fin. You get four head Vulcans. That is a nightmare um, V-Fin. That is a G-Gundam V-Fin. I don't like it. <laughs> it's, I mean... It's, it's a bit much. Pr- I, w- I wouldn't even say it's... I would say it's like a super robot V-Fin. Yeah, it's basically... I don't know. I just... It's a lot. It's a lot? <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, especially with the upturned, like, uh, shoulder... Like, the heat shoulders... I don't think mm-hmm. it's, like, the worst. I will say, I really like seeing all these, because I hadn't seen a lot of these drafts. I'm going to save this image, because uh, I don't have this saved, and I want it now. That, to be honest, it is making me wish they'd gone with this, like, more white-focused color scheme yeah. for it. I think my favorite... This just looks so good. My favorite of all these drafts on this page uh, is, like, that middle left one, uh, for sure. Um, uh-huh. But these are, these are cool. cool. Uh and I mean, like, again, it doesn't take away from the final design. I think the final design's also cool. It's just always interesting to look at all this stuff, you know? Um, mm-hmm. By the way, you were right. It is that you were thinking of the GPO-3 with that camera. Okay, it does have that. Okay. Um, we, we got two other early designs that are on this page, too, real quick, to talk about. So one of these is still obviously by Okawara, so I'm going to link that one first. Uh, this one's an interesting one. Uh, it has a star on the chest. <laughs> the face opens up, and it has, like, the the final almost like the final face where you've got like the tiered head going on um it looks like the chest would open up for the radiator there like that's the idea yeah you've got like two doors that it seems like by the design will like like retract to either side to expose the radiator that would be cool mm-hmm. and then it's got the uh it still has the extra beam shield on the uh side skirt i love that the beam shield also has 91 written on it now <laughs> uh the 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 knee vents are a bit bigger and it has more thrusters on the feet this definitely feels like one that was a very early draft because it doesn't have a lot of final coloring. So um, it, these are definitely ones that are approaching the final design, though. So it's just kind of a shotgun. And I'm assuming whatever one Kotoki and also the Bandai people are like, okay, this is our Gundam is the one they went with. Um, so one of the early designs here is definitely not an Okawara design. And actually, I think it's a Kazumi Fujita design because if you look on the left, you have some of the Masala Dino Faust uh, parts there. Oh, and huh. I recognize that, and that's a Fujita design. This looks like a Fujita-based F91, so I don't think this is an initial concept design. I think this might be his own reinterpretation, because I, I just, I don't get the, I, I get the feeling, I don't know. Because it mentions at the top, let's see, F91 volume, I think that's volume up? Volume up version? So yeah, this is definitely a version that he drew later. This is not an initial concept. I think the wiki has this wrong. Now, I will say, you know, Fujita's version of it here is fucking cool. <laughs> I, you know, Fujita, you've got a good point. What if we made the radiator, in fact, the mouth of a screaming dragon? It does look like a mouth now, even more so. <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. I like I like this. I like this a lot. Um, to keep some of these open, because I'm going to make my housemates talk with me about these designs, because these are cool. Um, and actually... Since we went over one of those, let's go over just a couple other real quick ones. Because uh, it turns out a lot of people drew the fucking F91 that weren't Okawara. Like, we have a Kondo version. Um, pretty similar. 
Uh, though he makes the V fin white. Uh, he also makes the torso long. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I I don't think this is good actually. You don't like it? Okay, that's fair. Uh, it, it's interesting to me because we talk about Kondo. He usually does all those like you know really gritty ground based designs. So it's really interesting seeing him try to do an F ninety one to me. Sure. Um, just because it's like such a weird thing for him to attempt. Um, and actually, real quick, I may have another Kondo art, because I think in his art book, he's got a fancier one that's not on the wiki here. Give me one Ooh. second. Uh, Kazuhisa Kondo Gundam Crossover Notebook. Okay. Can't remember if volume one or two has it, so I'm quickly looking. Um, I just think it's fun to see his interpretations, though, because, yeah, he does all these, like, really grounded, like, you know, designs, usually for first Gundam and stuff, like, places where you would, it would make sense to do all these grounded designs. Um... So whenever he does, like, the futuristic designs, I just kind of, even if I don't always like how they look, I'm always interested in seeing them because it's, like, just kind of out of his normal element, you know? Um, oh, did you see Oh, the, here uh, we go. Here we go. Oh, God damn it. Of course, okay. it's too big to send to you. <laughs> okay, well, while you're, while you're fixing that, did yeah. you see the, um, the draft by Akitaka? No, where's the Mikakitaka one? Uh, I tricked you. God damn it. <laughs> it's, it's I should have MS realized girl. it was an MS girl. Yep. And this is very of the original MS girl. Or you can tell by the art that this is uh, some early 90s ass art. Um, Which uh, is to say she's not wearing a bikini. They actually, even though it, it is still depraved, at least there is an attempt to represent the design. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the F91 looks great here, actually. Uh, huh. We also have a... A rear shot of the F91. Sadly, it's across two pages, so it's hard to convey. But you can see it with the, uh, I believe that is the Vignagina down there. Um, oh, and oh, one more. Hold on. This is actually my favorite of Kondos. Because uh, please look at this head design. I like it when the head like is designed like this. Wow, that's a cool one, actually. I will say, uh, it's very different. All these arts are very different. These are all clearly drawn at different times for different purposes. Um. You know, like, uh, I, I don't think all of these are like, you know, like, these were not all drawn at the same time. Uh, these... uh he misspelled U UNT Spacey. UTN Spacey? <laughs> I didn't see that. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, these are obviously not on the wiki. I'll have to drop them in the, in a, in a folder for y'all oh, listening. Of course. Um, let me see. There was one other related one. Well, uh, until then. Uh, we have a lot of Okawara art on the page, so I'm just trying to see... Oh, we have the Obari art also. There we go. That was the one that I thought would be funny to link you, because, uh, it's, it's by Obari. And you can tell it's by Obari. Hey, this is the buffest F91 ever. <laughs> yeah. It's very much a Masami Obari design. Um. Oh, good for him. Here's about who did this B-Club illustration on the front. It says... Now, I'm assuming they interviewed Sid Mead. That is not a Sid Mead design. I can't... I, do, I just don't know who drew that one. But it's a cool... Yeah. It's cool F91. Very mm -hmm. beefy. That actually feels very Kondo-esque, too, if I'm being honest. It does, yeah. Um, And, okay, that's mostly it. A lot of the other ones are just, like, your splash arts for, like, Gundam Perfect files. I just wanted to talk about the classic uh, designers there. Um, alright, now we will talk about variants. Um, oh, okay. Obviously we want to stick in UC still, so we're not going to go to a bunch of these yet. Um, so there's the F91 Twin Vesper variant. Uh, well, I, why don't we, oh. there are a couple that, like, don't get full pages that we can knock out. Oh, wait, are there? Um, wait. we already did the Jupiter Battle specification. There's also the Vital Units 1 and 2. Oh. Um, 
just out of the variant section on the. On oh, the those are those two ones from the more recent thing that have like the red and the blue color scheme. I think, right? Yes, I believe that's correct. They're like they, almost all they, white. Yes, on. and they don't. They don't have. Uh, yeah. I, um. Here is the cover of one of these. So you can see here. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did do a a, a P Bandai of these. Uh, funnily enough, actually, now that I think about it, because we talked about it, these are closer to the older art in some ways. Uh, the main change that I'm noting here, besides the the color, yeah, it is it is kind of funny. They do a thing where um, what changes are the feet, the waist gem, and the forehead gem. It's either red red forehead, red waist, blue feet, or blue forehead, blue waist, red feet. But overall, very very white. Um, which, as you say, is closer to that original. Mm-hmm. original look I just, um, I just think it's neat <laughs> yeah I, I actually like them um these are the main change here is that they have a different gun um these have a beam machine gun with an underbarrel grenade launcher uh it looks like they also have like the old style gundam scope on their guns uh yeah they kind of do don't I need, they i would need to see it from the front just to tell for sure but yeah um uh n- neat design um, and then, like, uh, let's see real quick. All right. Was there any other... What was the other one on the page? I'm sorry, I'm going down. There. It was the Jupiter Battle specification. Uh, oh, right, oh right. that's cool. Okay, I found a, I found the picture you're looking for. It is Gundam style, but it is different. Look at this scope. It is like a, like a oh, Halo Swank Rifle box scope. I actually never yeah. noticed that. That's pretty cool. I'll need to save the images of these two, because I think I never... Yeah. did on the p bandai uh thing yeah that's cool looking i like that i wish they had done it with the mgs rather than the high grades um personally but oh wow ha- look have you uh, i don't know i haven't obviously i haven't built an f91 but from this close shot you can tell the f and the 91 are not logos okay the i i do know about how they do that on the high grade they have the molding in there Right, it's like it's like but how they do a lot of the, the red cloth. Oh, you still have to put the red sticker. Oh, yeah, it's okay. just got the indent. I was I was thinking it was like 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 the poke plot where they have like you put it on the inside and it pops through. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. Uh, still, yeah, still better than nothing. Better than nothing, and it, at least they are indented, so that's nice. Um, yeah, because uh, uh, he'll hold on. Let me real quick pull it up. Um, I I don't know if they actually include shoulders that don't have the FN ninety one on them. Funnily enough. <laughs> uh, but you can see, like, on the, uh, here's, like, Dalongs with no stickers on it. You can see the shoulders. You can see that the, they have the little, you know, indentations. Yeah, you can see the FN, the 91, just sort of All right. on there. Now, for actual variants. We've got two of them, uh, to start. Uh, I say two because these two are kind of related. They're both just basically backpack switches and some extra little parts. Uh, the F91 Twin Vesper type. Uh, which is to say, we've doubled up the Vespers. Um, yeah, it's the quad Vesper type, because it already had two. Yeah. Um, well, two... T- Vespers are clearly only deployed in two, so when it's twin, it's four. Um, no. Uh, the, so the main thing with the Vespers is they've added extra thrusters onto the Vespers to kind of make up for the additional weight. Uh, it does uh, still kind of have everything that it already used, basically. Still has, like, the shield, beam shield and everything. It doesn't, like, drop anything. It just adds... A fancier backpack with a new Vesper design. The underslung Vespers are basically the same design, I believe, but it's the top Vespers. They're a new design. Um, Now, uh, a thing that you can't see in this art is that in the original art of these, 
Um, you don't see the back of this, right? Uh-huh. And various uh, toys and figures have come out over the years that have different interpretations of what the back looks like. The recent Master Grade, they did a two-pack of parts for uh, for this, um, which uh, it has the other unit we're going to be talking about, too, the Heavy. But the thing that they did is really, really cool. Uh, they covered it in cables, and I love that. Let me uh, show you what it looks like. Uh, here we go. So this is on the Master Grade 2.0 that they did. Um, I love the back being a mess of cables like this for all the Vespers on it. Oh, wow. It's cool looking to me. Um, I, I also just like the design of the over-the-shoulder Vespers that are there. Um, actually looking at it, it does look like it does have a different Vesper design, at least on the Master Grade here. Um, yeah, they're, they're much like, they're much more like sharp angles as opposed to all the curves of the regular Vesper. Mm-hmm. Like it almost feels like it's crude intentionally just because it's a bunch of extra weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, though, the other variant. So the Twin Vesper, you've got four Vespers, so you've, you've got uh, four of your big Super Beam Cannon. And then, of course, we have the HWF-91, Gundam F-91, Heavy Weapons type. Um, this is a Heavy Weapons type that changes up the backpack and everything as well. Um, so what it adds is, specifically, um, on the shoulders, we've got... A bigger set of, like, radiators, basically. Um, and they've got one more per shoulder. Yeah, so there's four per, and they're also much bigger. And it's thicker armor on the shoulder. The other thing it has are, instead of having the Vespers, it has now just replaced them with a four-barrel beam Gatling gun. Uh, that And the, those themselves have two tube anti-ship missile launchers on them. Uh, so there's basically, like, a... I imagine that this is using maybe less energy than the Vespers. This is just, like doing, like, heavy or base assaults, or, uh, again, like, ship assaults. Well, but it has more radiators, so you would assume... I, I wonder if it would have a longer more. operational time or something with that, because it's weird. Uh, you know what? It probably doesn't spike as hard, but, you know, you've got sustained fire. Yeah, and uh, this is, like, the modern to uh, version of that from the... Uh, I think it's very... MG. I, I, like, I don't know if it's funny or cute that the beam gatling guns have like this like barrel sheath that they like pop, pop out, out of when it's yeah. time to fire That's... not only that but the way that they're designed i'm going to admit it looks a little goofy like they have such big plastic goofy. rounded pieces that these do not look like your usual gundam add-on parts these look very toyetic uh-huh in a way that like just catches me off guard every time i see these um but yep uh, so those are the two uh, primary variations. Now we've got a bunch of weird ones to talk about because they all come from various future things or are in like weird side things. So I'm trying to find the least spoilery one of these to talk about, but we might just need to start spoiling this section. Um, I guess what we can I talk mean, the, about is, is the, the double R isn't in anything anyone's gonna watch. What is it? The double R. Which one's the double R? I don't even. Post to your link. This is the F91 Double R from Gundam Tri Age. Right, that one's not listed. No one, it's a, yeah, it was not, not a manga. Excuse me, it's a it's arcade game. Oh no, it is listed in the variants. It's just between the F, the Vesper and the Heavy. Okay, there we go. Yep. Uh -huh. So that's from Tri Age. Okay, so this is a video game one. So we'll talk about it. Uh, this is uh, an F91 covered in Vespers all over the parts, all over it. Uh, it is it has the grow up unit on it, which is what these extra parts are called. Uh, it's got. 
So, first of all, it's got a triple V-fin, a rare, a rarity, where you've got three yeah. blades on each side. Um, it's got, uh, basically extra armor thrown over most of it, like on the shoulder and whatnot, but if you look underneath, it still kind of has the same base parts. Has beam shields on either arm now, uh, along with having a Vesper on the, uh, like the front middle of the shield that can, like, fold forward and shoot. Um... It has on the leg, like, again, more added, like, color and armor on it. Uh, the legs, though, mainly, you have a pair of Vespers strapped to the, like, right below the knee. Um, finally, on the backpack, it has the original Vespers, but then also those Vespers have two Vespers attached to the side of them. This is a great joke. It's just an F-91 covered in Vespers. I mean, look at the feet. It's standing in moon shoes. Oh god, I didn't notice. It does have bigger it's, shoes. This is very funny. Yeah. Um So, yeah. Uh Oh, this is okay. This is uh So this is cons- this is considered in in its game it's it's gunpla, right? Yeah. Um and it is um its background by its builder is that the Federation got mad that the F-91 was so small and told them to be get some meat on those bones. <laughs> oh, to make it the same as... Okay, so it's trying to be a similar size to the older ones. That's what's happening here. So they Hence the moon shoes and the, the additional V-fin to get more head height. It's so funny. It's a very goofy backstory. You know what? It is cute, though. And I think the design... It's it's a very funny-looking design, but it, it's fine. Um, yeah. uh, one we already talked about, I think... Did we talk about the Arius from uh, Gun and Breaker Mobile? Yeah, we did. Yeah, okay, because uh, it uses some F91 parts. There's also... Did we talk about the Gundam Valkyrie? I guess we did Let didn't. me pull this up. Let me pull this up. Um, I don't think we did. I think we I talked mean, about it off mic is what happened, because I definitely yeah, have talked I'll, with you about this. I'll double check. Um, I'm looking for... No, we, caught t- we, talked, so we talked about the Arius. Yeah. Oh, no, the Valkyrie. The Valkyrie, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the only uh, one I'm seeing is the Tulgis Valkyrie, but not the... Yeah, uh, same. Okay. And and I'm pretty sure our list is accurate these days. So yep. it makes sense. We t- we have discussed the Shining Gundam, but it would have been a real stretch for us to jump to this. Yep. So. so the Gundam Valkyrie, this is also from Gundam Breaker Mobile. It is used by Sana, uh, who normally uses a customized Kapool. This is her cool mobile suit. Uh, it is an F-91 that is... Uh, so the head is the F-91 head still, and the torso is still the F-91 torso. The shoulders are different. They're a bit bigger, and they have these like little, uh, like like they have like a gap of armor around them. These are based on the Shining Gundam shoulders, is why. Like they're shaped more. They're they're not as square as the F- or as the Shining Gundam shoulders, but they are based on them. It's just it's basically like what if you combine the F ninety one and the uh, Shining shoulders, uh, and then you have these shoulders do open up, and they have the radiator fins, but also. They open up and reveal a radiator that looks like the chest radiator, but again, it's supposed to be evocative also of the Shining Gundam when it does its super mode. Um, the arms are all the same, though it doesn't use the beam shield unit. It uses uh, the little like buckler that the um, Shining Gundam has. Uh-huh. Um, oh, it does, though. It just isn't in that picture. It doesn't isn't using it. Oh, it's just not using it in the picture. Okay. Um, oh, yep. I see it there. Okay. On the uh, skirt. Yep. yep. Okay, and I guess that just pops onto the uh, the shiny Gundam part. <laughs> it's got it's got Vesper funnels. Shit. Yeah. Uh, but first, this for the skirt. Uh, the skirt's a weird design. So the the waist is more similar to the Shining Gundam. Same with the side skirts and the uh, 
uh, rear skirt design. Uh, the front skirts have, like, two little, like, light green blades that pop out of them. And actually, mm. interestingly enough, the rails uh, on the torso for the, uh, what would be for the Vespers, though these Vespers, as you mentioned, are funnels, actually, uh, those are also in this, like, bright green color. Um, mm. When you go down to the lower legs, they're very similar to the F91 legs, other than they have extra thrusters on the side that, again, pop open and reveal more. What essentially feels like it's supposed to be, like, fake Psycho Frame. Yeah, I mean, there's, um... I gotta watch my wording carefully, um, because we're not going this spoilery. But it does give some luminous crystal body vibes. Yeah. Um, same with the rear skirt, it also has, like, a bit that pops open into that. Um, uh, if- but yeah, if you're, if you're not, if you haven't seen Unicorn, don't Google that. <laughs> um, and then for the legs, uh, you've got slightly thinner legs, slightly thinner thinner feet um the you have high heels on this design that have more of those crystals and same with like on the front toe you have like a blade crystal popped up and then on the backpack uh you have two really elaborate uh funnels which are are two elaborate vespers which are as you mentioned funnels they don't actually pop the, under the way that, and the way the back pokes up and gives them banshee norn vibes yep um what a strange design mm-hmm and these, basically, they fly off and they do funnel things, but they are Vespers. Uh, one other noticeable change is it uses the F-91's beam rifle and beam saber, but the beam saber has a different design. Uh, the beam saber has three little, like, blades that come out of the base of it alongside the uh, main blade. And then a little halo. Oh, I didn't notice the little halo. Yeah, it has a little halo, too. Nice. So was, this is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I like this unit. Um, this is this is a little much, but it's also very cool. I like also that it has well, we'll talk about it in a minute, but I like sauna mode. Uh huh. So yeah, it has the head Vulcans beam. Uh, the chest. Okay, instead of having the mega machine cannons, it has beam Vulcans. Um, has the F ninety one's rifle. Has the Valkyrie saber. Uh, the uh, it also does the spinny thing with the Valkyrie sabers. Just want to mention that because it does call that out. It has the uh, beam shield. Um, and then it has the Vesper funnels. Then it has sauna mode. Which, uh, you want to explain that? Yeah. So, basically, um, of course, it stands for Super Absolute Noble Afterimage, which is very good. Um, but the builder and pilot is a girl named Sana, so it's just named after her. Um, basically, it's doing a combination of a thing from Double O we can't talk about and Metal Peel-Off, a.k.a. the F-91 Afterimage thing. Uh-huh. Um... It's very silly and good. Oh, also, I forgot to mention, uh, it has, it still has a face underneath. It's a much more normal-looking face. It just has a nose, but it still has, like, <laughs> mostly a Gundam mask. So it, it uh, looks a lot more normal. It doesn't look as sh- scary. <laughs> That's so funny that it's just, like... She still included <laughs> just... the face open. It's just... <laughs> she included the face open, but it's just a slightly different, fairly normal Gundam face. <laughs> yeah, but it has a it's nose. Just... This design rules. I like this one, though. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> then some other ones to just throw out of the way. Uh, a bunch of fucking... I hate whoever put these on the wiki because I I acknowledge that they should be here, but I hate looking at them. Uh, the Fusion Clashes one. There's the Nemi's Gundam, which is a big sphinx that is based on the F-91. The new G-Line, which is an F-91, but instead of Vespers, it has trains. <laughs> That's so cool. Including... including the it's gun a is a train, arm. the shoulder is a train, the arm is a train. It's an F-91 that is covered in trains. Um, it's the, the side cheeks are trains. 
Then there's the Nurse uh, Gundam, which is a weird one, because this feels like the F-91 mixed with, like, the Nurse Cyber Elves from fucking Mega Man Zero. They, it also has a bunch yeah. of balls with syringes on the top instead of the cannons. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And... Yeah, that's that's the. And it's got game. it's got uh its vespers are its ponytails. Oh, I didn't even. But notice they're also that. thermometers. There are thermometers. Thirty-eight point two C. Wait a minute. Uh, thirty-eight point two C two F. Uh, okay, that's only a hundred degrees. That's not that bad, actually. That's not that much of a fever. Okay. But also, it's a it's a mobile suit. That's actually probably pr- that's actually actually very cold for how a mobile suit would run. They run pretty hot, don't they? I, I would assume so. <laughs> Look, um, all but then right. it's, it's pointing off. So anyway, yeah. Um, I think the Nemez is kind of not. I'm not here for it. But the new G line and the nurse both rule. Um, all right. Finally, actual spoiler warning now. Uh, for uh Gundam um build fighters. Uh, yes. After this point, we're going to be talking about a variant from Gundam Build Fighters and several other variants of that develops into from Build Fighters side material. So please be warned. We have the F-91 Gundam F-91 Imagine, which is used by the British guy. Uh, and uh, it's used by, what's his name? Julian McKenzie, right? Um... Who was, it was actually meant to be used by his grandpa, but uh, his grandpa feigns, if I remember right, having a heart attack because he wants his grandson to actually get back into piloting uh, or playing the game again. And he and mm. he's like, my grandson will not do this unless he feels obligated to, even though I know he'll have fun. So I'm just going to pretend to have a heart attack and see if he'll go in my place. Um, and this fights against the uh, amazing... Uh, uh, the amazing... Exia. Exia. Yeah. yeah. Words. Uh, they're kind of counterparts too, because you know they're both like speedy machines. Uh, one is red, one is primarily blue, and they are both used by former students of the uh, you know, like of Meiji Kawaguchi, the second one, the bad one. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, the it's pretty much though it acts generally the same to um it is generally the same as the actual f91 the main difference is are one um the back it, it, it they call the metal peel off back jet stream instead which is basically the same thing uh as the the meep but you know it's just yeah. a different name and then also he he does a thing that's interesting so in the movie when the f91 pops open its mask because it radiates a bunch of heat it looks like it fires out like a little wave of energy uh, it's just heat, right? It's not actually, like, something that would damage something. Whereas in this, uh, when it pops up in the mask, it fires a beam initially out of the mask. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it fires the heat as a beam. Uh, and he uses that as a sneak attack in close range, which is pretty fucking cool, actually. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's just mostly, you get to watch a Meep fight a Trans Am mobile suit, and that's, like, the conceit of the fight. And it's a fun one. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just like Bill Fighters. I think it's a fun show. It's a solid show. Uh, this does have an upgrade that I really like, though. The M91, Gundam M91. You'll never guess why Dylan likes it. Uh, because it has a lance. Uh, it has a lance, and it, I like the way that, I just like its changes, too, honestly. Um, so. It is cool. Uh, yeah, the M91, uh, M91 Gundam M91. Uh, so what this changes is a lot. 
the head has a much fancier appearance uh, compared to the original uh, like F91 head. Uh, it's got this like really wide V-fin. And then it's got two secondary V-fins. And these are interesting because they actually have... Um, when you look at how they're drawn in the manga, uh, even though the model kit doesn't do this, I'm curious to see, does the custom model do it? Yes, uh, I believe these are cameras. Because they have little green, yeah, they have little green shinies in them. So basically these secondary V-fins that are going vertical are two extra cameras. Nice. Um, yeah, and then you just got these really wide V-fins. The head is pointier in general, like on the sides and then like the top. It just feels like, it, it just feels pointier. Uh, it also has, the Mohawk camera is interesting because it has two layers of Mohawk. Like you can see it from the side here that you can see the initial Mohawk. And then it still has the secondary one that goes further back, like the actual F91 one. Oh, yeah. Uh, the face, though, it's a very clean face. It doesn't have, like, a lot of detail on it. It's just kind of like a XE, almost like an Exia-style face, actually. Um, mm -hmm. With, like, you know, the big chin. Uh, obviously, there is a split in the chin and the face, though, because this still opens. Uh the torso is pretty similar to the F91. It has this extra... The, the upper armor is a little bit more pointed out, and it has, like, this little hexagonal imprint on it that has, uh, I believe, a little emblem in there. It's hard to see up close. Um, let me look at the second image here. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's just a little emblem. Like a, It looks like a fleur-de-lis, actually, now that I look at it. Um, it's funny, because they are British, uh, the pilot of this. Um, but, yep. Uh, then you have... The shoulders are uh, new shoulders. Uh, they end in like these little pointy bits. Um, and they don't, I don't think they have any extra function. They don't open or anything. They're just neat looking shoulders. Um, the uh, arms, uh, the left arm, you have more equipment on it now. Uh, what you have is, it's the booster gauntlet is what it's called. It is a, mm -hmm. it's got three Vulcans on the front of it. But it also just has a big thruster, and the idea is this is for aiding in thrust while it's using the, uh, while it's using its lance. It also has uh, three, yeah, with those three Vulcans, basically, since if you look at the way you would hold this, you'd have your right hand ideally on the back grip, and then your left one on the further forward one, and so from that position you could sort of twist to shoot down projectiles as you were rushing. Yeah, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. for the, uh, skirts, you've got just some fancier, more ornate skirts. They've got, like, this kind of, like, dual-layer construction. They have, like, a yellow bit at the top with some, like, radiator cuts in the middle of the yellow and little, like, white wings near the end of the yellow parts that are popped up. Um, the side skirts are now the Vespers. Uh, they have now been made into the side skirts. Um, and then the rear skirt is actually the same rear skirt. Uh, the legs... Upper legs are the same. The knees are a bit more ornate. Uh, instead of having, like, just the triangle drawn in, they actually have, like, a big triangular piece of yellow armor on the top with, like, gray in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. um, still has the otherwise, like, the vents and stuff, and the feet are the same. Uh, finally, the backpack is a... It's got this really cool booster backpack that's, like, you know, like, kind of like... Any any of the Gundams that have big boosters on the back, like, you know, uh, the Tall Geese or Sinanju or whatever... Like, mm -hmm. just these two big, uh, like, thrusters on the backpack, uh, which are, they, I think they look pretty cool. Um, yeah, with the, and with the, you know, Vespers move to the waist, there's no the way they space issue. should mention also the way the backpack opens up when it's thrusting is kind of similar to the V2's backpack. Like, the they pop open a little bit down the middle. Mm. 
Uh, you can see it in like this uh, model uh, shot here. So they do. Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah pop open, uh, which is cool. Uh, I just like these. Uh, yeah, this is a very cool design. The uh, face is way more vent looking. It's really weird. It, it. I don't know how to describe this face. It's got like a. It doesn't have a nose anymore, but it has like a line down the middle or like uh, horizontally. And then it has a bunch of vertical lines at the bottom. Like, it almost reminds me of, like, I don't know, like a Mazinger grill or something. Like, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, but it still has a Gundam chin in the middle of all that, and not a small one either. No, it's it's interesting. Uh, then you have the M-Lance, which is the primary new thing, because it has the Vespers on the skirt, the booster gauntlet, and the same beam rifle. Uh, so the M-Lance, what it is, is it's the F-91's beam launcher, that has been made into a lance, which I think is a cool idea. Um, I also I also like the de- like the building detail that this is ta- this is taken from a from a fig from a different game. This yeah, is a knight figurine's lance. Yeah, and he just bolted it onto the front, added a bit of a shield to the side of it uh, that has this fancy like golden crest on it, and then on the back of it where the uh, the you originally have like the big. Uh, vent on the back of the beam launcher he added an extra handle for it to be able to grab there um it's pretty cool it can also generate a small like uh electric shock from the front of it uh and also the tip of it rotates um, and it's got a beam shield oh does it have a beam shield too mm-hmm. the oh, emblem section is simultaneously a small shield and a beam shield emitter Oh, I didn't even realize that the emblem does that. Oh, I guess that explains why it's so rectangular on the sides of the emblem. Cool. Uh, yeah, this thing's rad. This is just a cool... This is like one of those, you know, customs for a build that's just like, oh, this is a great design. I like this one. Yeah, um, it's dope. It is unfortunately one of the most sticker-heavy of the... Because the old F-91... I mean, the F-91 came out, and it was fine when it came out, but, you know, hasn't aged the best because it's been like 10 years. And this is, of course, based on that model, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, I was right. It turns out that this was developed from a V2 variation that he had. Yeah. I mean, we could, we've already done the V2, if you want to just talk about it. Yeah, okay, fine. Well, at the end of this, we'll talk about the, uh, V2 Gundam Imagine Full Burnern. Wow, coward. You didn't want to say LM314V21 slash I-FBV2. I don't like saying League Militaire model numbers, because I will fuck them up. Um, it's fun. So what this V2 is, is essentially a V2 that just doubles the amount of wings it has, because uh, it has an extra set of wings on the back of it. Uh, it is also has the F91's v- VSBRs. Uh, I'm curious how those are attached. I think they're attached to the side of the... Yeah, they're attached to the side of the waist, just like they are with uh, yeah, okay. the, 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 um, the M91. Oh, I do love it if you look at the model photos at the bottom, because this is like a custom model that they made for the their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love seeing it with all the uh, the effect pieces in there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the way they're layered together makes it look like the wings almost combine in a way that looks really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a two times faster uh, V2. Actually, probably even more than that. It also adds some extra thrusters to the legs. It actually... Oh, I just noticed those extra thrusters are actually extra V2 legs. That have thrusters put at the bottom instead of feet. <laughs> it also has propellant tanks. Oh yeah, it does have propellant tanks also on the bottom. Uh, which is ridiculous. This is surprisingly cool. 
Yeah, no, it's a fun one. Uh, again, just a ridiculous, like, you know, one of the custom models. Uh, I like the stripes on it. I like, like, the detail work because it's, you know, made for a custom model, so has a bunch of extra detail work on it. Um, mm-hmm. the, speaking of the extra detail... Oh, I see what the extra detail is. I was like, why do those thrusters look weird? Uh, it's because it has lights all over it. Um, and that's how it gets... That's how they did the glow. I think they have, like, the, uh, you know, like, the, um, solid pieces so that it'll, you know... The glow oh, catch through it. You can see I it on see. the beam saber too. It's got some of the, like the lumpier glow bits. So I thought that looked weird at first, but when, when I know the function of it, then I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a fun design too. Uh, again, it's mostly just it, this one's more simple. It's not as much of an overhaul, other than just you got some propellant tanks thrown onto the V2's backpack uh, on the bottom of it because it's got an upside down V2 backpack on the back of it. Um, and then it's got an extra pair of legs with thrusters, which I think is amazing. Uh, yeah, it's a fun little guy. Um, sorry, not amazing, it's Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> good oh, catch, good catch. One other little minor thing that's a kind of a fun one. Uh, it has a bunch of wires in the back. I don't know if... Now, I don't know if these wires are practical wires for the lighting, because it looks like they probably are. But also, part of my brain's just like, oh, okay, we just wired all this together so it works. <laughs> uh, fun, fun, fun little, uh, custom model by, uh, Hobby Japan, I believe, or says Hobby Hobby here. I don't know which uh, Hobby Hobby Imaging Builders. I don't know who hosted that. But mm-hmm. anyway. All right. F91 is finally done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, six. F91's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, you should watch that fucking movie, six. I actually have made plans for that. Okay, cool. <laughs> Because um, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, well, where can people find you and your work online? Well, probably the the best place for the moment is to go to twitter.com slash sixdetmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R, or just search that at. Um, that's where you can find my Twitter account, as you might guess. Um, and that's all my uh, that's all my stuff there. You can DM me because uh, my DMs are open. And, uh, yeah, my other work is at scanlandmedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlandmedia. What about you, Dylan? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and co-host at lowpolyrobot. Um, and yeah, that's same, same old, same old, nothing new really. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I really enjoy doing this pod with you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was worried after, I was worried after, uh, last week, I guess, (laughs) Because we had our uh, one of the first heated debates we've had in a while uh, in a while on a suit. I mean, you know, I've I've told the story before, but basically the reason this podcast exists is because you spend so much t- you you know a lot about mecha design and you spend so much time talking about it. And I'm like, you should really just do this on a podcast. Um, and you can't. That's doing a solo podcast sucks, right? Oh yeah. So you'd need a co-host, and also it seems like you probably need someone who'd who'd edit it and stuff. And so someone's got to do it. Might as well be me. <laughs> Fair enough. At least it sounded like I like cosmically forced your hand into this. I was just trying to weasel my. I mean, I was being sincere, but I was also weaseling my way up to a C book quote. Peace. Wait, what was the C book quote? Someone's got to do it. Might as well be me. Oh god damn it! Okay. Uh-huh.